0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mike Springston FFC Podcast, coaching you in the word. We're glad to have you from around the world joining us on this podcast. We welcome those of you that are listening to us on Lift Him Higher Radio, uh, Mike Springston um, Ministries.com, Family Fellowship Chapel's Facebook post, and all of our means of media outreach. We hope you enjoy the ministry and we see that you are by the downloads that you're taking off of the various sites where our podcast is offered. Today, I'm going to go into a a message that I uh, taught on Sunday night, August the 28th of 2022. It is the second part of the message entitled, After the Cross. I hope you will enjoy it. And I will be back with you again at the conclusion uh, of the message. But I want to remind you that we're always available to be contacted at springston56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministry.com, ffcma.org, or through Family Fellowship Chapels Messaging. Well, let's get into the message, and I'll be back with you at the conclusion. Study. We want to welcome all of those of you from Lift Him High Radio, Mike Springston FFC Podcast, and of course our regular Family Fellowship Chapel Facebook people. Uh, we want to remind you, as always, you can contact us through Family Fellowship Chapel's messaging, through uh, com, through FFCMA.org. And uh, Springston56 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We want to welcome those of you that are coming on with us, those of you that will be on with us later, and those of you that will listen throughout the week. We're going into part two tonight of the message we began this morning entitled, After the Cross. And so with that, we will begin with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the Word of God. Open our eyes that we can see, our ears that we can hear, and our heart that we can understand what the Word of God is saying to us, and then let us apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of Your dear Son. We sanctify ourselves, yield ourselves, and surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit. We ask that the Holy Spirit would hear from Jesus, and that He would deliver to us and reveal to us truth. And then let us receive it and release it into the, the people who are hearing the teaching of the Word of God. We give you praise for it in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, our High Priest, Lord and God. Amen and Amen. Hello Linda, it's good to see you. I hope you all are doing well. Tonight our text is from Psalms chapter 18 verses 1 through 3. It says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Now, this morning we examine how love must be done and executed In a corresponding fashion with the love of God to have the desired effect in and upon our lives that was given and produced in the divine plan of God. We also shared that when our flesh dies through our corresponding love that our faith can be activated with the expectation That the love that God has expressed in Jesus' ministry and in His death will be expressed directly to the point of our specific need. Now, we received love and faith from Him as we love Him. That love comes from grace. This becomes the revelation and the promises of God that are in Christ Jesus become the manifestation. Now let's take a look into Psalms chapter 18 to see how the writer related his love for God and his ability to manifest himself directly into his life. Let's look again at that text. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I'll call upon the Lord who is my, who is worthy of my praise, who shall I be, who or so shall I be saved from my enemies. I want to welcome Linda and Sharon and Jane and Ricky. Now, I want you to notice the theme of Psalms chapter 18, Psalms division 18. It's the love of the writer that activates all of the blessings of which he speaks. Now, I want you to consider that. Hi, Charles. It's the love of the one who is writing the verse that is activating all of the blessings of which he speaks. Look at what he sees when he sees them through the eyes of love. Remember, he said, I will love thee. Now look at what he sees when he sees God through the eyes of his love to God, not God's love to him. Notice that he is not loving him. Because God is exercising his abilities. He is loving him because he has identified those abilities that are in God. And he identifies the strength of God. And they are available to him through the writer's expression of love. Hi Bobby. Hi Tony. Dan. They are available to him because the writer is expressing love. He is strengthened by loving God. He is strengthened by a God who is love. And that love has brought him a strength that enables him to love God. Then because he loves who God is, he sees him as God, his rock. He sees him as God, his fortress. He sees him as a deliverer. And because he has identified who God is, the expression of the ability that is in God, and he loves him for his expressed. He refers to him as my God. I love him because he's my God. I love him because he is all of these things. He's my rock, he's my fortress, he's my delivery. He's all of these things to me. And he's every one of them to me exactly when I need him to be, whatever it is that I'm needing. He's my strength. And therefore, I love him so much that I trust him. He has seen the love of God exposed. Now watch this. Now he loves him from an expectancy. I expect that God will be my strength. He will be my deliverer. He will be my rock. He will be my fortress. Why? Because I have seen the part of God that shows me all of that and more. What is it, Pastor? I've seen His love. I've seen His love. And I love Him back. I've seen the expression of his love in Jesus Christ. I saw the expression of his love when he raised Lazarus from the dead. I saw the expression of his love with the widow of Nain's child. I saw the expression of his love with the blind man. I saw the expression of his love with the lepers. I saw the expression of his love with the widow. With the issue of blood. I saw the expression of his love with Jairus' daughter. I saw the expression of his love with the demon of Gadara I saw that love and when I saw it it was expressed and now because I have seen it I'm in love with it and I now have the expectancy that if I have an enemy he through his love and my reciprocal corresponding love will be able to do for me the deliverance Will be able to be my rock. Will be able to be my fortress. Will be able to preserve me. And therefore I have an expectancy. That in every situation. Because I have found the strongest. I have found the purest. I have found the most divine thing. Which is the love of God. And I love him back. Now that I have found that, I have an expectancy that under any condition of which I face, because I love him, I can say with Paul that every single thing is going to work out for my good. This causes within me an internal strength to rise up on the inside of me, an internal confidence, an internal knowing, an internal hope. An internal expectancy that with every situation, regardless of what it is, with every temptation, regardless of where it comes from, God has made a way of escape. He's made a way of escape through his love, and I love him for it. I love him. He is my strength. Glory to God. It's the expectancy that he sits at the ready to expose his love to me. Now watch this, because this is important. That love will be exposed in response to my love for him. There have been millions, countless, that have stepped over the love of God, that have placed themselves in harm's way, maybe died, over top of the love of God, where you and I who know the Lord have been comforted, have been sheltered, have been protected, have been brought through the tough places and the struggles and trials of life because we loved God. He first loved us, but we loved him. We corresponded, and what did he do? He showed his strong side. At the moment in which we need it. Isn't it wonderful. When the writer of the book of Hebrews in chapter 4 said. That we have access into the throne room of God. And in the throne room of God. We would obtain grace and mercy. And all of that is great. But we missed the last part. Because in the last part he said. When we got there. We would find grace and mercy to help. In time of need. Now do you know what that means in the Greek? In the Greek it means in the nick of time. When you need a moment of protection. When you need a moment of deliverance. Glory to God I feel that in my soul. When you need a moment where God steps in to take care of something that is out of your hands. God steps on the scene. He responds to your love. What a great God we serve. It's the exposure of love that has power. But we are not in love with that power. We're in love with God. And because of that, we know He has power. Love is a powerful entity. We stand in the expectancy that in the nick of time, God will meet our love with deliverance. God will meet our love with blessing. God will meet our love with grace. And therefore we will be able to rejoice. He in fact is my buckler. He in fact is the horn of my salvation. He protects me with all of the expressions of himself. My friend, he is my place to run to. Whenever I need comfort, I think of myself when I was a child and something needed to be comforted. I would run to the arms of the individual that I knew that had shown me love, expressed love to me, given me love, picked me up when I was hurt, kissed my sores, spanked me whenever I needed it. I ran to the arms of love. You run to your mother. God is. Is operating in us in the same way. If we will show him. Our love. He will then express that love. That he has for us. And be for us exactly what we need. At the moment in which we need it. Now. Watch how love works. I love him because I expect him to be to me. And to be for me what I need him to be when I need it. I may not be in need. Now watch this at this very moment. But there's going to come a day when I will be in need. When I'm in the middle of my circumstances and my situations. Then I will because I have shown love to him. I have dedicated, committed myself. I have convicted myself whenever I was wrong. I have listened to the reproof of the Holy Spirit I have convicted and convinced myself of the righteousness of God And then at the very moment when I'm in the middle of my trouble and trial I can guarantee that the love of God is going to express himself to me I will call on the one Now get this I will be able to call on the one to whom I have given praise and worship. Here's a problem in our world today, friends. We don't know how to give praise. We don't know how to give worship. We don't know how to sustain praise and sustain worship. We do know how to get in trouble and go to God. We do know how to have a problem and... Spend our time seeking God solely concerning that problem. Begging God for His grace and mercy. Never realizing that the consistent walk of love, the consistent walk in the Spirit will allow you to do what the writer in the book of Psalms said. And that is that we could be at peace, be calm at all times. That He would keep us in peace. I told you this morning there were four things that I didn't go into him in detail that Jesus promised us. He promised us in John 14 when he told us that he loved the Father. When he told us if we would love him and keep his commands, that we would have peace. Then he told us in John 15 that we would have joy. Then he told us in John 16 that we would have the spirit of truth. And in John 17, that we would have the glory, His glory, to function from. Now, if I understand how to live in peace, live in joy, live in the spirit of truth, live in the glory of Jesus Christ, if I understand that, my friend, then when trouble comes, I will be knocked for a loop. I will be swimming head over heels. I won't be in tears begging and crying. I won't be talking to everybody I know that's ever said a prayer to pray for me. Why? Because I will be living in the peace, joy, spirit of truth, and the glory of God. Because I will be experiencing from my from my times of expectancy, from my times of praise and worship, I will be experiencing The glory of God that comes in him being my buckler, my fortress, my rock, my deliverer, my preserver, my safety, my one that makes me sound. All of the things that constitute the horn of salvation. I will be experiencing the outpouring of the love of God that has corresponded with my love. That's what the writer of the book in Psalms 18 is saying. He corresponds with my love. When I call on him in whom I have praised, he then expresses himself to me. How come he does it? Does he do it because I live like hell during the week and go to church on Sunday? Does he do it because I express the flesh and all of the works of lust, the pride? Does he do it because I do that and then have a problem and I bow before it? No, my friend. Not that he will not show you mercy. But I want you to know if you want to live in peace, joy, the spirit of truth, and experience the glory of God, you're going to have to love him. You're going to have to bow before him on a day-by-day basis. You're going to have to destroy the flesh. You're going to have to bring yourself under subjection to him. And the one that you praise and the one that you worship. The one that out of you flows the worthiness of what the blood has done for you... ...will then deliver grace from the very throne room of God on your behalf. My love for Him, guess what it does for me? It strengthens me. It gives me a constitution that allows me to know that I know that I know. That because I have loved Him... Paul said in Romans 8 that I have loved him and therefore I became the righteousness of God. I have loved him and therefore his strength is given to me. I have loved him and therefore the Holy Spirit is working on my behalf. I have loved him and all things work together for good to me who love him and are the called according to his purpose. I have loved him and there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God. Why? Because... I have loved him. He has already expressed his love to me. He has already said to me, I've shown you Jesus and Jesus showed you me. I have crucified and sent Jesus to die and Jesus has shown you my love. I have sent Jesus to the tomb to bury a flesh man and that flesh man having been buried was never seen again. I have shown you that. Now I can tell you unequivocally that when you love me back, nothing can separate you from the love of God. There is no trial. There is no turmoil. There is no hardship. There is no struggle. There is no uh, uh, attack of the devil that can separate you from the love of God. But you must be in love with him. That's what the writer of Psalms chapter division 18 is saying. My love will save me from my enemies. Well, what's my enemy? Hi, Betty. What's my enemy? Well, my enemy is anything that attacks me. It can be people. It can be demons. It can be devils. It can be words. Whatever it is that's attacking me becomes my enemy. And if I love God, listen, they become His enemies too. Hallelujah. They become His enemies too. If my body physically is attacking me, And I have loved God and put God in position of high praise to live under the the salvation plan of God. Then my body and the attack of sickness against my body becomes his enemy too. Glory to God. What a great thing. Whatever is my enemy, the love of God, when it is forged and paired with my love to him becomes the enemy of god this is my friend the process of corresponding or reciprocal love and it's what must take place after the cross psalm 69 36 said now watch this the seed also of his uh, servants shall inherit it and they that love his name shall dwell therein where are we dwelling my friends well, we're dwelling in the love of God. We have inherited the love of God. And if we love His name, we will dwell in love. When we dwell in love, we dwell in the covenant. When we dwell in the covenant, any enemy that attacks you becomes an enemy of God. I want you to hear that out of the mouth of this preacher. Any enemy that attacks the one that is in love with God, dedicated, committed, Living for God, seeking God, praising God, worshiping God, any enemy that attacks you, and it doesn't matter what it is, any one of them becomes an enemy of God. He said that the seed of his servants shall inherit it. That's me and you and they that love his name shall dwell in the love of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, man. That's shouting ground right there, brothers and sisters. That's shouting talk right there. Because now I can turn to my enemy out of a pure heart of love, whatever that enemy is, whatever's coming against me, out of a pure heart of love for God, knowing that his love Has been an inheritance of mine as a seed. And now I can turn to that and turn the love of God against it. Because it becomes the enemy of the love of God. Man, I want to tell you. This will be our love. That will make us his servants and allow us to inherit the position of being a son and daughter. I remember one time. Somebody said something in the newspaper about someone's great exploit. And I had actually done something that was equal to and maybe even greater, but it wasn't mentioned. And the one that loved me called the newspaper and said, that wasn't fair and it wasn't right. You didn't do the boy right. You didn't handle it right. If you're going to give that to him, you should have given. The one that loved me took issue. With the one that didn't recognize. God will take issue with your enemies my friend. God will if you love him right. They that love him shall dwell in the inheritance. Proverbs 8.17 said. Now watch this now. Watch what the book of Proverbs said. It said I love them that love me. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Who's going to find God? It's going to be the one that loves him. Who's going to take a superficial, topical approach to God? The ones that say, oh, I'm saved. And then they keep on doing the same. Oh, they don't love God. They're not in love with God. They want God. and They talk, you know, when they have a need, how God's going to do. Well, God loves them that love him. He responds to the love, the trust, the obedience, the faithfulness, and the loyalty. Of those who seek him. It is the ones who love him back. That will find him when they seek him. 1 John 4.4 4 said. Ye are of God little children. And have overcome them because. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Now what about the greater one is in you? What about the greater one is in you? Well Jesus Christ the son of God is in you. The Holy Spirit dwells with you. What is the denominator of. That Jesus said would cause him to manifest himself to you. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And my father will love you. And I will love you. And I will manifest myself to you. See, we are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Who are them? They are those enemies I'm talking about. They're the enemies of your flesh, the enemies of your mind, the enemies of your body, the enemies of those that come against you at the workplace, sometimes in your own home. Yes, my friend, you're a little child and you've overcome them because you're of God. And greater is he that is loving out of you and whom you are loving than he that is in the world. My friends, this is a love verse. It's a love verse because there's a force of love that's been forged between the divine Godhead and the believer. This is how the greater one comes to dwell in you in the first place. His love was forged with your love. Now this seems a bit beyond our understanding because it's something we haven't thought about. But I want you to watch this. God must have a man's will to be broken for him to do any operation spiritually. When we get saved, our will is made subject to the drawing of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convinces us of what? The love of God. From our observing the gift that God made upon, upon the cross. If we remain living under his love, then we never die in the flesh because we've never taken our flesh to the tomb. We never express a reciprocal love because we have not brought our flesh under willful subjection to the work that was caused by love. Until we develop our ability to love, we can't be at all like God. We can be forgiven by God, but we can't be at all like God until we learn to love. This means that we have to die to our flesh. Did you ever consider that the flesh, I said this this morning, that went into the tomb, was buried there but was never seen in that form, shape, or condition again? Your flesh must go into the tomb. It must die. It must die not for any other reason than that you love God. We must love the work of the divine Godhead enough to die. To quit doing the things that drive our self-centeredness and seek our own satisfaction. We have to stop. Because if we love Him, the Word of God said in Proverbs, He will love us. And if we love Him and He loves us, we will seek Him early and we will find Him. Only then can we begin to take up ourselves take upon ourselves the nature of love and that nature of love being our relationship to the divine God. And only then can we do that. My friend, after the cross, there must be a love relationship. Not just the love of God, but a love relationship. And when my love and his love are forged together, And we are knit together. At that point, we come into such a love covenant that everything in my life is covered under his love. Because I love him, he loves me. Every success is his success. Every enemy is also his enemy. Every blessing is his blessing. All grace, all the riches of grace are open to us. If we will but fall deeply, intently, intensely, purposefully, and actively in love with him. He will then show us himself and be found of us. So that in any time. Of greatness, of success, of happiness, of peace, of joy, of finding truth and the glory of God. He will be exposing it through our love relationship. But in the other side, anytime evil comes, anytime hurt is there, anytime there's a struggle, anytime there's an emotional or a physical struggle, and our love has been forged with him to where our praise has gone forward. And our worship and our study and our understanding of who he is has been brought to the condition where we are so deeply in love with him that we are finding him and his answers. Well, every enemy that attacks you becomes an enemy of God we cannot lose we win in the spiritual domain because of our relationship with him we are blessed in the physical domain because of our love for him we are blessed uh, in heaven and we are blessed in earth we have the ability to bind on in, uh, in the earth and bind in heaven and loose in the earth and loose in heaven because of a love relationship but by the same token When anything in the natural begins to come against us, we have the depth of love relationship that we will find him, that we will find our answers, that we will be able to bind and loose all because of one single thing. I forged my depth of love with his depth of love. And now, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, who loved me, who loved me, and I loved him back, and gave himself for me, and I believed it, and I loved him back. I'm a conqueror. I don't throw a blow. I just praise and worship and meditate and study. And walk in belief. And all of a sudden, the whosoevers, whatever the whosoever is, and whatever the whatsoever is that comes against me, if I walk in love, I will be able to speak to them out of the anointing of the Spirit of God and watch me be the overcomer, the victor. Because love will make it happen. Father, we praise you for your love and goodness. We thank you for after the cross. We bury our flesh. We look to you and we live for you. We look to you. We love you. We honor you. We glory in your name. May your words minister. May our heart be fixed in a love relationship with you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. May you pour out the blessings of your love that you have promised to reveal. I hope you enjoyed that, and I pray that the Word of God is ministering to you and that you can get the picture and the grasp and understanding of the love relationship that must occur between you and the love of God. Well, I appreciate you listening. I pray that the Word of God continues to build up in your heart, strengthen you in your spirit, and flow through your soul as the love of God connects. And when it does, great things will happen. Your ministry will grow. Your ability to uh, share the Word of God will grow. Your love of God will grow and out of that will come great and mighty actions in the spirit world. May God richly bless you is my prayer until we speak again.